0: Hi there, Slow Down Society, Steph here, and this is episode number 40. And today, we are going to be talking about the Sunday Scaries. Do you get the Sunday Scaries? Do you know what they are? Do you feel them in your gut on Sunday morning when you wake up, or Sunday afternoon, or perhaps it's maybe Sunday evening? evening and you're starting to kind of wind down from the weekend and start thinking about your upcoming week. So that's what we're going to talk about here today. I'm so glad that you're here and you are a part of the Slowdown Society and I would love to hear from you. So email me, let me know you're here. Find me on Facebook or Instagram or shoot me an email at any time, Steph at StephanieOday.com. Make sure you're on the newsletter list. You can always just hit reply and write right back to me because I'm a real person and I answer my own email and I'm always happy to hear from you. And if you have any questions, I'm going to read a question that Tracy wrote in to me. You're always welcome to email me because it's sometimes kind of (laughs) hard to come up with new and different ideas because I think sometimes in my brain, I feel like I've already said things out loud and maybe I haven't, or maybe some things need some clarification or another revisit because other things come up. I am always, always happy to answer questions and talk about what it is you think might be helpful as you are going on your own sort of slow down journey and kind of embarking on a slow living lifestyle. So let's talk just a tiny bit and do a bit of a recap of what slow living is and the slow living philosophy, because in a nutshell, I, I really do think that you absolutely can have anything, whatever it is you want out of life, when you take the time to actively slow down and plan for it. And most of us, when we take the time to slow down, we realize what we want is actually not all that much. We want to be happy. We want a happy family. We want to feel fulfilled and have simple pleasures. Because when you take the time to slow down, And you really go within and uncover the deep root of your inner desire, it doesn't have all that much to do with fancy cars or yachts or expensive jewelry. It has to do with feeling calm, at peace, relaxed, feeling free from worry and stress. And sometimes that's really tricky when you have bills to pay and children to care for and a mortgage payment and a job with a boss who expects you to show up even if you don't want to. So how do you align a slow living, calm, peaceful mindset and outlook on life when you have to go to work? That's what we're going to talk about today with the Sunday Scaries. How do you keep doing the things that you have to do when you don't want to? And what if you're in a job that doesn't necessarily fulfill you, but it pays the bills and it puts food on the table? So how do you get to a point where these two sort of differing feelings and ideas aren't competing with each other? And this is just such a great thought and it goes together with an email about the Sunday Scaries. And I just, I'm just going to read it word from word. I got it a few weeks ago from a reader named Tracy. Hi, Stephanie. I have a question about how to stop having the Sunday Scaries. I work four days a week and do 10 hour days. My weekends are filled with chores, church, kid activities, and helping my in-laws. Even though I have every Friday off, I never seem to get all the things done that I want each weekend, and by Sunday afternoon, I have a very bad case of the scaries. How do I keep this from happening each week? Thanks for your help. And then it signed Tracy. Oh, Tracy, I definitely feel this for you, and I wish, wish, wish I had a magic wand to just sort of, ta-da, and, and wipe it all away for you or, or magically erase it. I do have some advice, though, and, and I want you absolutely to definitely know that you are most certainly not alone. So the Sunday Scaries is, is kind of a, a newish term, and it pops up on the Internet and in a lot of social media and Internet memes. But I, I in order <laughs> to, to properly prepare for this particular episode and to sound like I know what I'm talking about, I did Google it. (laughs) So according to the Cleveland Clinic online site, this is the actual definition of the Sunday Scaries. And this is a quote from a psychologist. So her name is Susan Albers and she's a psychologist. And she says that the Sunday Scaries are feelings of intense anxiety and dread that routinely occur every Sunday. They often start in the late afternoon and continue into the evening. However, depending on a person's level of anxiety, these feelings can start as soon as they get out of bed, says Dr. Albers. Her clients often describe a pit in the bottom of their stomach that grows as Sunday progresses or anxiety that haunts them throughout the day. And the Sunday scaries can snowball into physical manifestations such as a racing heartbeat, sweating, difficulty breathing, trembling, upset stomach, trouble sleeping, headache, and in extreme cases, depression or a heart attack. So according to Dr. Albers, the Sunday scaries are common and are triggered by the end of a weekend approaching and us, people, (laughs) anticipating our return to work. She says that when people start to make their to-do lists or contemplate upcoming responsibilities, the transition from relaxation, which happens on the weekend, to work mode can be a very tough turnaround. The Sunday scaries are fairly common, and most people have experienced them at one point or another. It's a normal reaction to adjusting to different roles and change, however, it is not a clinical diagnosis." <laughs> I like that part. It is not a clinical diagnosis. So Tracy, how does this relate to you and how can you help make yourself feel better? So hopefully knowing that you're not alone is helpful. And also I am absolutely not going to suggest that you are in the wrong workplace or that you need to quit your job or or do anything like that. But what I can see from your email is that your weekends appear to probably be just as jam-packed as your week is. And so then that means You're not actually rejuvenating on the weekend. Your adrenaline is still on go mode and and you haven't really relaxed. You haven't really had downtime to sort of rest and recharge and plug in your batteries. And that's going to eventually end up being a recipe for burnout. And that's not something that I want for you. So there's a real thing called Adrenal Fatigue, um, and there's a great book, um, I think it's called The Adrenal Fatigue Solution or something like that, but it's a wonderful book. If that name when you Google it doesn't come up, email me, <laughs> and I'll send you a picture of the cover of the book that I have. But it, it's an absolutely fantastic book, and when you think about it, your your adrenals, your adrenaline are, are these little glands, and they're secreting this hormone to help you handle periods of stress. And if you never have downtime and you're always in stress mode, the adrenals never sort of quote unquote refill or recharge. And they're just constantly getting depleted, 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 depleted. and you don't then feel ever calm. And you're in this sort of anxious anxiety heightened alert state at all time. And, and that's why your heart is racing. And that's why you're having trouble sleeping. It's really difficult to sleep when your mind is racing. And so that's why you're anxious to start your week all over again when Sunday rolls around, because you haven't adequately relaxed and refreshed. And it's, it's absolutely easier said than than done, And it's super hard when you've got all of the things that you listed out in your email, chores, church, kid activities, and helping your in-laws. What you listed is an awful, awful, awful lot. So there's two ways of looking at this. Since chances are you're not going to quit your job because <laughs> working is a necessity, I'd like for you to try and take a look at your schedule, both on the weekends and during the week to see what can be trimmed. And depending on the ages of your kids, there might not be a whole lot that actually can happen, but that doesn't mean you're off the hook. And I, uh, and, and it doesn't mean that I don't, that, uh, that I don't want you to take a look at your schedule because first off children grow. Everything changes. So right when you're in a new normal or you think there's a new normal, something changes. There's a new kid activity or there's a growth spurt or there's something else that happens. So, so paying attention and sort of reassessing on a regular basis needs to happen. And so the, the first thing you listed out was chores. So what chores are these? Are they super important to do or are they things that you just think you need to do? Is there anything on this chore list that can get delegated or removed? Is there anything you can simplify or outsource? Is there any way you can incorporate just a tiny bit of you time while you're perhaps working on one of these chores? So as an example, for instance, I love to listen to books on tape or binge listen to podcasts when I'm doing yard work. So I have a rotary mower (laughs) and I like to mow the front lawn. It's definitely a chore. I think sometimes my neighbors look at me like I'm nuts. Like, why don't you have a gardener? Or why haven't you outsourced this? Or why isn't your husband doing this? But it's a chore that I actually look forward to because it's a bit of me time. And I put my earbuds in and I am all sort of alone (laughs) in the world while I I go through the garden and, and pull the weeds and do the chores. If gardening is not your thing, maybe it's laundry, maybe folding laundry while watching a cheesy Hallmark movie or catching up on your favorite show. And, and yes, you're doing a chore, but maybe you're drinking a cup of tea or or having a bit of Chardonnay in the afternoon while you're folding the laundry. So see if there's a way that you can incorporate just a bit of something for yourself. Um, Maybe even just slowly washing a a sink full of dishes by hand and, and allowing yourself for those 20 to 25 minutes to just really slow down and, and listen to music or listen to a podcast or, or let your brain just kind of wander off and have it be something that, if you can, be something that you're actually looking forward to and see if that's a possibility at, at any time with any of your chores. For your kid activities, how, again, can you incorporate a little bit of you time so then when the weekend is over, you do feel like you've done something to yourself and recharged? If your kids are in sports, can you take walks around the block or around the sports field all by yourself when they're enrolled in their activities? Or can you chat on the phone with a friend while they're in their class or or whatever it is they're doing? Or maybe you go, sit in the car and, and actually recline the seat and sit a timer for half an hour and, and take a little nap or, or read a, a novel that you've had on your list for a while. You also listed church as, as something that you do on the weekend. So if church is a non-negotiable, how can you make it feel less like a have-to-do and more like something you want to do? Are you maybe saying yes to too many things, because it really is okay to skip out on a potluck or a gathering here and there if you are finding that it's too taxing to your family or for your mental health. It is absolutely a-okay to put your needs first. And then as for helping out your in-laws, so so this can be kind of tricky because I don't know the exact situation, but is it a possibility to only check in with them maybe a few times a month instead of every weekend? Or is it possible to have deliveries sent to them instead of maybe grocery shopping or running errands for them in person? So I'm sure as you can sort of get a gist, my main advice here for you is on your days off to try and reset and recharge and do something just for you so you do feel refreshed before the week begins again. Maybe you can go to bed early or take a nap or luxuriate by relaxing on the couch, the fun magazine, or a book to read. Just something at some point that that's all for you. Okay. And then as for your, your day job, your, your 10, hour, uh, 10 hour a day for four days day job, I'm a big proponent of treating your job like it's adult daycare. It doesn't need to be your life's work, or how you are defined, it's a-okay to just kind of clock in and clock out. If you have a, a really all-encompassing job and you can't just clock in and clock out, and you do need to check email more often than than just the the 9 to 5 or, or 9 to 7 or whatever, 10 hours. <laughs> what is, I don't even know what the math is on that if you're working <laughs> 8 to 5. But... Do what is right and see if you can sort of protect your boundaries just a little bit there. Maybe while you're there, try and find a way to sort of do a little bit of self-care and and maybe make it a game where every hour an alarm goes off and you're going to drink a glass of water. And then because of that, you're going to automatically need to take more trips to the restroom and... Um, Depending on your office setup, maybe you visit a restroom on a different floor, on a different part of the building, so then you get more steps in and see if you can kind of make a game out of self-care throughout the day. As far as setting yourself up each morning, I am a fan of, of getting up earlier than you need to get up, so then you have time to sort of center yourself and journal and meditate and set an intention for the day. I, I love that for myself and um, I love that for you. So if anybody has any other advice for Tracy, if, if you're out here and you're like, ah, oh, gosh, Steph, you forgot this great big huge thing and it's really important and I think Tracy should know about that, tell me and I will pass it along to her. You can email me at any time, tag me on Instagram or Facebook, Absolutely. If you have any other thoughts or questions, just let me know and I'm happy to try and answer. Because the fact is none of us have ever lived the day we're living before and we've never been the age we are right now and we've never had these own particular thoughts and feelings and ideas that we're having right this second. And if something pops out in you, and you think it can be of help, I am I would happy to pass it along. And it, a good idea is a good idea, no matter what. So, okay. I hope that helps just a bit. If you've got your own version of Sunday Scaries, and you think you can find a way to sort of slow down those intrusive thoughts and, and keep the anxiety from bubbling up, please let me know. All right, Slow Down Society. You take care. Consider yourself loved and hugged. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slowdown Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.